Hey, what's going on? I'm here right now at the observatory in Sun River, and I have the pleasure of talking with uh, Paul, Paul Ponce, uh, Ponce. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, his history, his story, why he got into the astronomy space. Also understand what they're currently doing, the programs that they have, things that you might be able to participate as well, and the perspectives of why this region of uh, Central Oregon is so important for tourism, if tourism is good or bad, and also how uh, astronomy benefits and collaborates with uh, tourism. So, Paul, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time for this conversation, and it's a pleasure to be here in well, this space. Well, yeah, it's nice to be chatting with you. Of so. course, man, of course. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got into this uh, field, you know, what, what brought you into this space? Oh, okay, well... Um, Please. I originally went to uh, university mm -hmm. uh, to study uh, astronomy and aerospace engineering. And uh, it didn't cut quite work out that way because a lot of those jobs were going away when I was graduating from college. But um, mm -hmm. I got the opportunity when I moved back uh, to my hometown of Bend, just yeah. a few, few miles south of here, um, or north of here, excuse me. Um, yeah. And uh, I uh, got the opportunity to come here and start working here. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. I've started off, sometimes I'd only work a few hours a week, and then other years I'd work 30 hours a week. And now mm. uh, I'm the manager, so <laughs> it's That's been a, a long trip. I, but, I imagine. Yeah. Um, you say how long you've been in this, in this uh, space, in the observatory? Yeah, I've been here 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. Almost my age. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's amazing. Um, uh, now I want to focus a little bit about what the observatory is, uh, the main purpose of this observatory. What, what, um, what is the main purpose of this, of having yeah. this observatory? Yeah. Here? So we are a private nonprofit educational organization. And right. what that happened was when the Sun River Resort was built um, mm -hmm. in the late 1960s, uh, they decided to like protect the wildlife. It was one of the goals. It was kind of ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. for protecting wildlife and one way to protect wildlife is to keep light pollution which is light scattering bright lights down mm -hmm. you uh, cover them they go onto the ground they don't shine in your face um, mm -hmm. they're not up in the sky affecting wildlife um, but it mm -hmm. didn't take very many years before um, people that were interested in astronomy said hey this is a great place to come set up telescopes in the parking lot of mm -hmm. the nature center and um, so we started doing programs uh, in, the, in the parking lot. Um, and then in 1991, we had our dome uh, built. And then 1999, when we got real popular, we added this roll-off roof that we're standing in now. And then actually behind you, we have even another roll-off roof we just added last year. Um, okay. But the main goal is public education. Um, we have school groups. We've done uh, all ages from kindergarten through college uh, come here um, to do educational programs um, uh -huh. here at the observatory for astronomy, both daytime, looking at the sun, nighttime, and then wildlife at the nature center. So they do all sorts of educational programs with wildlife, plants, ponds, frogs, uh, raptors. They have some rehabilitated raptors. Um, mm -hmm. We have swans on the lake, and uh, we're kind of the caretakers for um, the wildlife in Sun River. That's why the Nature Center was built. Um, and then we just kind of added on the observatory because it's a great 
dark sky place. I imagine, because it's, it's surrounded by different uh, mountain ranges and all this area. It's, yes. hills and all of that. We have a national monument in between us and Bend. So Bend is the big population center, mm. 100,000 people. You know, that's where we're going to get some light pollution if we do leaking over. Um, but we have a, a national monument in between us and them. Mm. So we know that at least it can't grow too much more this way. Okay, and, it's like a, bar a barricade, huh? Yes, mm. yes. And then uh, the mountains to the west, um, and then east is national forest, and, and also not, it's not going to be, you know, houses aren't going to be built, and shopping centers aren't going to be built around us. That is very smart, because um, it's good that you said that education is the main thing, and also that it was ahead of its time, because in the 1960s, it wasn't mentioned, huh? Yeah. Every, yeah everybody yeah. was consuming yeah, no, gasoline. Nobody was going to care about. Yeah. So that, that is, stuff. you guys were, were really ahead of your time as well. Um, so now relating uh, this to tourism, which you mentioned briefly, uh, what do you think that this region of Central Oregon, including, including Sun River, is such an attractive place for, for many people around the world? Huh? What, what do you yeah, think? It is, there? and it's the natural environment. Mm. Uh, you know, we, the, things have changed. Um, uh -huh. It was, you know, it was a logging town. That's what it was first, when it was first uh, oh. growing up, it was a, a logging town. And then, yes. they, you know, then they added a ski resort and then mm. mountain bikers. And we have one of the premier rock climbing uh, places in the world, a worldwide well-known uh, uh -huh. Smith Rock Smith is only Rock. an hour, hour to the north of here. Um, so you had all these kind of niche sports like skiing and rock climbing, um, mm. and then it just grew from there. Um, and now it's not all outdoor uh, tourism. Uh, yes. We have some of the most, like, we're in competition always for the most uh, microbreweries per capita in the United States. So, really? you know, I we have our microbreweries because we have such great water. The water's clear. Oh, okay. It's you know, it's there's a lot of great stuff here. And the Schutz River. Huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, so um, huh. the the main tourism is still outdoor recreation. We've got this river. We're rafting. We've got uh, um, skiing. We've got biking, rock climbing, mountaineering. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the kayaking and right water rafting. Um, so all sorts of outdoor activities, and including. Astrotourism, which is the night sky. People, um, we have um, brought people thousands in, and yeah. thousands of visitors a year uh -huh. um, that specifically come here to check out the night sky. Mm -hmm. um, we are the first um, international dark sky association uh, community in Oregon. So, and then Prineville Reservoir State Park became the second one. So, there's two here in Central Oregon, the only ones in Oregon, right. and then. Um, some of the darkest skies in North America, continental U.S. for sure, uh -huh. are just a couple hours to the east of here because there's thousands of square miles with only a few ranches. And yes. So it's very, very dark. Um, so we're a wow. good gateway to even darker skies. Mm -hmm. that, that's very interesting that you mentioned that um, besides nature, which I think is the main thing, other activities have fallen into that, you know, that category, yeah? yes. like breweries, urban activities as well, and yes. outdoors activities. Yes. So that's very insightful. Um, regarding tourism, do you think tourism is a benefit 
or it, it has its downsides in the short term and in the long run? It is both. Um, of course, yes. uh, it it's, um, <laughs> depends. It, it, it all depends. Um, yeah. If it's, I think, if it's paced well, mm -hmm. if you could control how much you have, um, it's a great thing. It's jobs. It's um, mm -hmm. and it can be year-round jobs. Like Central Oregon has figured out that it's like you know you can mountain bike in the summer and ski in the winter, and then that way you have year-round business at your brewery. Exactly. Uh, so there's, there's those are the the. the the benefits, and those are short and long-term benefits. Um, uh -huh. And in the long run, it does. It keeps uh, the area active with, with uh, new people coming in. Um, you know, and the important thing is, is just to, you know, watch the growth. Um, as long as you have um, kind of uh, boundaries of where people can build houses and things like that, mm -hmm. it will keep those pristine areas pristine mm -hmm. um and it's that you know that depends on the local laws uh oregon does have urban growth boundaries and restrictions on where people can really? build mm -hmm. and then deschutes county where bend and sun river are mm -hmm. here have ordinances for the lighting um and that's the whole county does like contamination huh? yeah and old mm -hmm. stuff kind of got grandfathered in and bend and sometimes the enforcement's not always there uh -huh. but like if i were to start over a new community for doing environmental and astro tourism uh -huh. is i would i would want those those codes those laws in place mm -hmm. that way somebody doesn't put up a car dealership with blazing lights uh -huh. in the middle of your town and you just ruin the whole night <laughs> you know you you, I understand. You, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like a balance, and uh, it'd be pretty fun to like like get together with the whole town, which I think is that would or the most of them would. Huh? Let's say we're gonna shut off one region of Bend. Yeah. Turn off all the lights, huh? and then you get to see. I don't know if that's possible or not, huh? but if if you have to shut off everything, huh? yeah, because otherwise you you have contamination from the other region. So that's right. A right. possible idea, but so that's yeah, that would be the key. The key thing I think is is if is to start make mm -hmm. sure you have those things in place um, because some people are just going to be resistant yes. uh, to change. Uh -huh. um, so if you if you start off telling uh, your community and the visitors about the benefits of that light mm. um, pollution, and in a way that's a discussion that's important for this astrotourism but yes. it's human health our rhythms um you've probably heard by now is like you know don't be looking at your phone try to, right before you go to bed it's that blue light uh -huh. keeps you awake it, it reminds you of daylight mm -hmm. uh, and so light pollution affects your you know the circadian rhythms of humans it mm -hmm. affects wildlife the rhythms oh, of wildlife okay. and their migrations of birds mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. so it affects the whole ecology of the of the place you're in um, but then the, the other benefit is a beautiful night sky mm -hmm. um, like all our ancestors thousands of years ago would have never had electric lights at never. night no <laughs> wi-fi no nothing yeah, yeah. a few yeah. a few campfires are probably kind of orangish in color and not really mm -hmm. ruining your night vision and so that, that's very uh, insightful what you said because we are shifting now like 150 years, 200 years, where we have this shift of using artificial lighting. So that's, that's something that we're still early, and hopefully 
there's a balance, like you said, between too much light pollution and maybe too little, you know, because we need light for activities, you know? Yeah, and safety mm -hmm. and, and things safety like that. Well. Um, so, yes. yeah, electric light's wonderful, you know, and, it is, and it's a, a definitely a, a needed thing. Of but uh, if it's, it's just like anything, it needs to be done in the right direction. Exactly. And then that way... When you have astronomy and, uh, you know, astronomy fascinates everybody, it seems like. I uh, very that, uh, rarely find anybody that's not interested in it. Yes. Um, and then that is something that you got, you beat me to it. Yeah. Because I was going to mention you, like, what, what, how can tourism and uh, astronomy collaborate to, to make synergies, you know, to synergize? What do you think? Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I think that that's the, the thing is you add places mm. where there's night dark skies mm -hmm. as the destination too it's like hey come camp here or these cabins are out in the mm. the woods where there is no light and it's really protected from the city but then you know it's like just a little bus ride or something into the town if you want to get your beer yes, or sir. and you know do your in your town activity so they can mix easily um mm. but there could be packages of um you know, your whole package is you're going to go camping and do nighttime visiting and you're going to have your catered food and everything else. That is and pretty smart. Huh? We, should, we should definitely do that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we used <laughs> right to here, do that. We used to yeah. have something called Starbecues. Oh, and it was a barbecue yeah. and we'd have smart, out here yeah. food and then you'd come in and look and we might get back to that someday. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> you do and I'll, I'll definitely um, get into that. Well, yeah. I would love to do that. <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, your time. Hopefully you as well. Um, like the interview, the short chat that we had. Paul, if somebody wants to get involved with this project, with these programs, how can they contact either you or the observatory? Yeah, yeah. They, um, they can contact on our webpage at snco.org. And if you just like Googled Obser Oregon Observatory, Sun River Observatory, you'd find us. Perfect. And there's, um, there's contact information, including uh, volunteer um, and employment. So, yeah. Perfectly. Somebody, somebody that's here as well, um, that's interested in astronomy, with Paul, he's going to show you more of the industry, you know, okay. and how, how interesting it is. So I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk in the, in the next, next video. Okay. Felipe, nice talking to you. We'll have Jerry come on up. Oh, really? Yeah.